Welcome to Season 5 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that deconstructs the principles of high performance in sports and business. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr. In this season, I'm going to interview a brilliant and innovative source of unparalleled knowledge, someone with experience, wisdom, and insight well beyond his years, someone that is truly an internationally renowned icon in both sports and business. I believe you've met my fitness consigliere, Michel. Allow myself to introduce myself. Yes, you heard that correctly. I'm going to ask myself some thought-provoking and pivotal questions and then answer them with the unmatched astuteness and profound awareness that only I can. To make sure my responses to my own questions are sincerely spontaneous, I did not share the questions with myself in advance. The knowledge I drop to my own questions will be raw and unrehearsed. I know you. You know you. And I know you know that I know you. I hope that me, interviewing myself, helps you raise your game. Speaking of raising games, every middle school, high school, and college student-athlete on the planet needs a game plan to maximize their potential on and off the court. Check out the new online course parents, coaches, and athletes themselves are raving about at MakeYourGamePlan.com. That's MakeYourGamePlan.com. Booyakasha, check this out, yo. And now, on with the show. How do you make practices more intentional? To me right now, the most important thing for us to internalize as coaches, but probably more important um, to share with our players is the difference between waiting and preparing. And, and asking them, you know, are you all waiting for this pandemic to be over or are you preparing for it? And there's a huge difference. And, and I, I found that difference probably 10 to 12 years ago when I started to go in and observe people's practices. And inevitably, I'd show up to someone's practice uh, 45, 50 minutes before it actually started. And I would just kind of sit in the bleachers and I'd watch the players beforehand. And with great clarity uh, and precision, I could take every single player and put them into one of those two buckets. You had kids that were waiting for practice to start, and you had kids that were preparing for practice to start. And, and I know if you're on this call, you're a big believer in preparation uh, and understand how directly linked that is to performance. So I know you guys are in the, uh, in the, the preparation camp, but need to make sure that your players are as well. And you know, if you've got the kids that, that show up 15, 20 minutes before practice starts and their shirt's not tucked in, they haven't tied their shoes yet, they're still checking their, their Instagram feed um, versus the players that get there 45, 50 minutes in advance. They already have a lather going on. They're already going through some, you know, form shooting or, or ball handling drills. Uh, they're doing something to make sure that when you blow the whistle and bring everyone to midcourt to start practice, they don't need a ramping up period. They are mentally, physically, and emotionally locked in and ready to compete. And clearly, the more of your players you can get to be on that side, uh, you'll, you'll have so much more effective practices. Because then you don't have to spend the first 15 to 20 minutes kind of you know, hitting them with the cow prodder to get them going and get them moving and get them talking and get them sweating. They're already ready to compete. 
which means practices can become so much more efficient and so much more effective. So make sure your players know. And, and I, I believe Greg said that um, for a lot of you all, uh, some of the restrictions are going to be lifted June 1st if they haven't been lifted already, which means they've only got another week, week and a half uh, to start preparing. Uh, let's make sure that these last few days, that's where their mind is. And uh, this leads nicely to another mantra that I've always lived by, but I think it's even more important during times of adversity. And as you all recognize, you know, it's not like we're going to snap our fingers in a week and things are going to go back to the way they were. You know, this pandemic is going to have some lingering effects for months and months and months, if not years. And, and hopefully it's not going to have an effect on college basketball, but it's appearing that it's already going to have one on, you know, college football and the NFL and so forth. So that mindset that I have is I'm going to do the best I can with what I have where I am. It's so important that your kids understand that. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. They already understand the do the best you can part because they've been hearing that since they were, you know, five or six years old or first started dribbling a ball. Uh, that one they get. Uh, and if your players ever need a definition of working hard, uh, my definition is intentionally leaving your comfort zone with purpose. You know, I want to make sure players understand there's a difference between kind of working out and training. You know, working out is kind of what we all do. We just want to get a little sweat, you know, make sure we uh, defy the aging process. Training means you have very specific goals and clear objectives. So we want to make sure our players are training with a purpose, not just kind of casually working out. Uh, so that's the do the best you can part. But we also have to make sure that we do what we can with what we have. And we're going to continue to have you know, whether it's government or state mandates about what we can do, you know, social distancing, will there be fans or no fans? There's going to be all sorts of, of wrinkles thrown in this thing for us. And we need to make sure that our players know and that we internalize that those things are not going to get better if we make excuses, we blame anyone or anything, or if we complain about it. I want to make sure we all and our players get rid of that trilogy. I'm sure you all are familiar with uh, Pat Riley's disease of me. And I know he articulates it different than I do, but I've always loved the, the, the phrasing and the, the rhyme of disease of me, just the, the way um, that he describes that as being an act of selfishness. And I'm a big believer that complaining, making excuses and blaming other people are acts of selfishness because you're taking things off of your plate and you're putting it on someone else's. You're deferring responsibility and accountability. And what happens a lot of times on a team is if I'm going to take it off of my plate and put it on Greg's plate, well, it's still in the boat. Like, that's not helping our situation. Just because I make an excuse and I pass the baton over to him, that's not helping us. That anchor is still in the boat. So we need to make sure that everyone has the extreme ownership mentality and goes into this knowing, yeah, some things are going to be different. Some things are going to be tougher and more challenging. But no matter what it is, I'm going to lean into it. And I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to blame anyone or anything. And I'm not going to complain about it. I use uh, absolutes very sparingly. But as you all know, blaming, complaining, and making excuses will do nothing to make the situation better. So if it's not going to do anything to make the situation better, then we don't need to waste our, our mental or emotional currency on it. Uh, we need to do things that improve our situation. You know, it's all about incremental progress. If every single person on your staff and every single one of your players can make incremental progress from the day they report back to campus, and then at that point, it'll just be a matter of the talent you have and the coaching job that you do. But if we can all get just a little bit better each and every day, 
that's, that's all we need to ask for. And blaming, complaining, and making excuses actually undermines our ability to progress and move forward. So we, we simply can't allow that. And, and this will be one, because we're all human and we're all fallible, we'll catch ourselves doing that every now and then. Uh, but hopefully we have the self-awareness to catch ourselves pretty quick and not let it linger. But then I want to make sure that this is something that players uh, have the accountability and learn how to talk to each other so that if a teammate's doing those things, they can talk with their teammate and help coach them out of that and, and exercise some horizontal accountability. Thanks, Alan. I really and truly appreciate you making time in your very busy schedule to speak with yourself. Well, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to join the conversation at Alan Stein Jr. on all major social platforms. Go to allensteinjr.com to subscribe to my full timeout, 30-second timeout, and overtime monthly emails, and check out makeyourgameplan.com. I look forward to helping you raise your game.